Welcome back to another episode of Dumb Binge Binging. I'm Josh. And I'm Tegan. And this week we watched Cirque du Freak, The Vampire's Assistant. Oh. Oh. <laughs> um, this was a movie. Are you feeling anything? Yeah. Are I, there opinions on this? I, it was really bad. It was not a good movie, but I had a good time. <laughs> yeah, um, it was so much worse than I remember. I spent so many hours, like, in, as a preteen, just watching this movie. I didn't remember a fucking thing that happened in it. No, I watched this movie several times when I was younger. I think I saw it in theaters when it came out. Really? I think so. I remembered absolutely nothing. No. The only fucking thing I remembered about this movie was that John C. Riley was in it. That was it. Yep. Um... And then do we want to hit the backstory a little bit on this? Um, we've both read at least some of the books for the series. I read the first book and maybe the second. I've read up through the eighth. Um, I also remember absolutely nothing of the books. Yeah. Um, the only thing I remember is like the later plot points that were severely hinted at in this movie. I didn't remember a fucking thing about the Cirque. Um, so then the actual movie, the opening credits are really cool. Yeah. Oh my God. Like, do (laughs) how do we feel about the, um, the opening that's now a meme currently? What do you mean? That he's sitting, he's sitting in his coffin playing his video games. He's like, Uh, yep, that's me. Yeah. Bet you're wondering how I got this fucking. I I didn't. I thought it was funny. Like, obviously, it plays into that trope severely, mm-hmm. but it was still like, it's. I think a it funny works moment. well because yeah, his because family and everyone is I... like grieving him, and he's just playing his Game Boy, his friend's Game Boy. <laughs> Could be, could be his. I think it's his no, phone. It's Steve's Game Boy. He dropped it in at the visitation. Well, yeah, no, but I think, I think it's a phone. Oh, I don't. Because I think it's the phone that he has later in the circ. I have no idea. The winter campgrounds. Um, but anyway, um, <laughs> getting a little ahead of but ourselves. Then, so, I was shocked to see how many like big names were involved in this movie yeah we had Salma Salma Hayek, Hayek, Josh Hutcherson Josh Hutcherson John C. Riley um yeah um, Willem Dafoe mm-hmm. there were like, like a shocking amount ridiculous. of relatively well known who played Mr. Tall I don't know, but I know I've seen him. I I recognize the name, and I totally forgot. He's somebody. Yeah, but um, I lost whatever a girl <laughs> who played um the monkey girl. I've seen her somewhere before too. I think it's just because she looks generic enough. I think she was in Victorious. <laughs> she might have been, but like, who would she have played? I think she was the sister. Maybe. No. I don't know. There's no way. There's no way she was Victoria's sister. That's weird. I don't even think about that. Um, it might. She might not have been. I just. Oh, Mr. Thomas, <laughs> Ken Watanabe. Yes. Um, yeah. So again, there's the only um, names. Kristen Shaw. Unmemorable movie. Jane Krakowski. 
What? Oh my god, yeah. It's just so there's shocking. a lot of people in it who were like recognizable people. And like nothing happened. I I don't think this is an offensive movie at all. No, there's just in the fact that it's like terrible. It's just because they were setting up for sequels, there's very little that actually happens in this one. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't good enough to actually get warrant a section a second movie. Yeah. Which is unfortunate. I think and Monkey Girl has not a couple anything yeah. else notable. I had to double check. Well the issue Generic. with her. She wasn't even she wasn't even in the book. Yeah. They just put her in there just to give him a girlfriend when he already had a boyfriend. Yeah. Do you want do you want to say Yeah, let's that talk now? about that. So Steve so the main character is Darren. Steve is his best friend and just the way their relationship mm-hmm. is structured, it would have been really easy for them to be boyfriend. To yeah. And they should have been. The, and it would have made the ending The way Yeah, it would have made it way more impactful. The way they had filmed, like especially the beginning of them just hanging out, I was just struck with this like understanding that if this was not a weird 2000s vampire movie this would have been like a coming of age first look yeah. like gay movie yeah like they're just i don't know if it, <laughs> so i don't know if it's just if it was just unintentionally written that way i don't know if there was just some kind of chemistry between the actors or like i don't know what it is which like yeah, I don't know what it is. I don't want to say it's the writing, and I don't want to say it's the chemistry between the actors, because no, whoever not, played Darren... And I don't mean, like... I know, I'm not... I know, I'm not... because I'm just saying, I don't think whoever played Darren is capable of emoting at all. Because that was the most hot really, performance yeah. I've ever seen. His tone... He has severe tone problems the entire time, and yeah. he uses the entire tone. The entire time. The entire movie... He sounds like he just he's talking an like an unimpressive platforming game he just played. Um and then like he sounds like he's on the tail end of a cold. Yeah, it just was not a very good performance. But no. I still like they should have been boyfriends. That is that's my biggest take uh, yeah. for this movie. Um, it's every time I see, like, especially during this time period where he's like a young teen, like, I'm just blown away by Josh Hutcherson's ability to act. Josh Hutcherson is think, the best actor of our time, and I will not take questions. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's uh, baby's first crush. Frankly. Like, I'm sorry. <laughs> you see Brid- Bridge to Terabithia and you're like, he'd treat me right. I'm eight. <laughs> and that's why I'm bisexual. <laughs> <laughs> Josh Hutcherson. This and Bridge to Terabithia in roughly the same time frame. And Josh Hutcherson. He's just always been here. Just, has just always been in my life ever since. <laughs> a good a good church boy to bring home to your parents. That's the vibes he gives Yeah, off. he looks he just looks like he would be nice to you. He but does. he's also like Which, muscly. Like... <laughs> a real a real pita. Um <laughs> literally. It's just wild to see him in the role where he's like the troubled bad boy. Mm-hmm. But he's but, still like, Pulls it off okay. Yeah. I'm, I don't think it was too hard to like believe it. Especially since they played it off like because he's Darren's best friend. Like obviously he's redeemable enough to be the best friend of what has been established as the most well-liked and popular guy in the school with no backing to that claim. But, yeah. <laughs> um, like he's well-liked and like people still talk to him and shit. Yeah. And 
it's clearly because like he has a really sh- he just had like a really shitty childhood. Yeah. Like and he genuinely it's just cares. gone and his mom is like drunk percent yeah. of the time. But he's like still he's a genuinely like, good nice guy. Yeah, and he, later, like, but and he just skips class. Like that, that's the dick the dickishness before he becomes like evil. Yeah, and that's whatever. Yeah, it's like okay. He's dealing with shit. Um so then they get the flyer to go to the freak show. And that scene um, where Mr. Tiny like throws the like, flyer at the window. Like <laughs> It's so funny. I don't know what it was. No, it kind of made me laugh. <laughs> Just the way it like zooms out the window and like they spend like a good amount of time on it, just like floating in the air before it lands yeah. on the ground. Before them, it just—I don't know. It just made me laugh. A lot of a lot of the earlier scenes, especially that, were filmed like a Disney Channel like Halloween yes, original. They're very. Like, it, it felt like a Halloween. Very funny. Um. It's so funny. I get to the freak show and one of the little gremlin things bites them. Bites Steve. Yeah, Steve. Um, what, how do we feel about those characters? The I'm almost positive they weren't in the books. Yeah. I kind of grew to love them. <laughs> There's... I wish we saw more. Well, and then the we'll get to what they actually are when we talk about the end. The gremlin lore. But I kind of liked them. Mm-hmm. But they did make so with this, a very uh, Disney touch to have those little things. Yeah. Yeah. Then they meet Mr. Tall, who's like goading them into giving the right answers to see the are you or, Say yes. To see the... It was such a... It was a weirdly long, drawn-out section it, of that. Like, um, we had a lot of screen time. <laughs> Whether it, there was a lot more screen time dedicated to that, that could have been more dedicated to showing the freaks. I would have liked to see more of the acts. Yeah, um, I did like what little we did see of the acts here. I thought the pacing was really weird for a lot of The pacing wasn't very good, but I still enjoyed it. Yeah, but like... Um, Okay. (laughs) Speaking of the freaks, can we talk about Evra? I love Evra. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I'm almost certain that um, when I first saw this movie, I fell in love with him, and that's why I read the books. (laughs) (laughs) Which is so upsetting, because he's in maybe like two of the books. I didn't really like him until later when he actually is in it more though mm-hmm. like he left no impact he's very fun no impact on me in his first little scene it was very endearing i don't think they knew what to do with that character yeah um but i thought it was cute what was what did he name the snake i don't remember it started with a b i, I think i want I, I want to call it Bipples. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> it's going to be like something completely off and I'm going to get so roasted if anybody listens to this. I, didn't, I don't remember at all. But the snake. Was- how do you feel? Yeah. How do you feel about the the like prosthetics that they put on to make him look more snake-like? I honestly didn't mind it. Like, I thought it was fine. It, I don't know. It it missed the mark for me. I don't know what it is. I think it's just because it was like early 2000s, so we have better. <laughs> we have better. Yeah, we have um, better techniques stuff now. now. Um, I don't. I didn't mind. There were like some other awkward prosthetics in here too mm-hmm. and it because i feel like if this was made today it would have all been that would have been worse to me 
Yeah. At least they, like, moved like it was a real human being. Yeah. And, like, what they did for Batman v Superman, where they <laughs> just did the CGI upper lip because Henry Cavill would not shave his mustache. So funny. Um. So then... <laughs> The the their shitty English teacher brings a raid in. Oh, to break, to break up the, the freak the show, and then Darren steals John C. Riley Krepsley Krepsley. He steals yeah. Krepsley's spider. Because, which is a, a very weird earlier that Darren is really into spiders. Yeah. Like Darren, it was a very weird sequence too. Vampires. Yeah, like it had like the Spider-Man, like yeah, it was um, odd. <laughs> like DNA. Which which movies were it? Yeah, which movies were those? Were those the um, Sam Raimi? Yeah, where like yep. he's bitten in the lab and it she it shows like the spiders in his DNA. That's exactly what happened in this movie too. Like the exact fucking scene. Except he wasn't bitten by a spider. He just thinks that. For spiders like, is in his DNA. So he gets like. So he steals. <laughs> during the freak spider. show, um, during the freak show, there's the Selma Hayek's character who like. Oh yeah. Is a weird mix between like a fortune teller and a bearded lady, and it's not all explained how the beard works. No, it's because no. it's kind of implied. It seems to show up based on physical <laughs> touch. Is that it? That's what I got. Okay. Because, like, how I saw it was, like, it was trying to set up that, like, she grows it while she's, like, telling, like, getting visions of the future. But that doesn't happen every time. No, I think it's just when but physical touch- she's touched on her face. Like, on her face. That makes more sense. Okay. So, Darren is wholly uncomfortable during that. And everybody else is like, man, I want sexy lady to touch me. But when he sees uh, Madame Octa, which is the name of the spider, it is played off. Like, he is wholly seduced by this spider. Yeah. It's weird. The weirdest fucking thing. Um... I... But anyway, in the they're like, we can't let our teacher know that we're here. So... They both just take off opposite directions. Darren is a man on a mission and must rescue his damsel in distress. So he sneaks yeah, in. He ends up in Craftsley's dressing room. Swaps the like, spider well, out for s- like a box that he just had. Yeah, it was not. Yeah. He just um, had a box. Then like hides in the, in like the wardrobe, I guess. Because mm-hmm, he hears uh, Crepsley and Willem Dafoe's other vampire yeah. man I don't come in. Think it was ever named. and they just oh Gaffner yeah Gaffner okay but anyways they they come in and they're like they're arguing about the vampires and the vampanese and how the truce is coming to an end which just vampanese is the funniest fucking thing I've ever heard in my life yeah. <laughs> Um, and like and I know it's not on the movie makers regular vampires don't kill to drink blood and vampanese do yeah which is just I don't know seems bullshit seems like a dumb excuse yeah I don't <laughs> but sure <laughs> um, anyway the vampanese have like killed one of Larton and Gavner's friends recently yeah and they talk about Mr. Tiny who we meet soon but not yet mm-hmm. uh, and how he's meddling and, then, and like helping trying to start like a war trying to start a war yeah a lot of exposition. Which, um, there was already a war. They've been in a truce for a hundred years, or something. Yeah. Uh, Which I I appreciate, like not handholding us through all the lore and everything. But I know it was just because they were expecting to have like more movies, a sequel. Yeah. 
Um, then we get Steve comes in and like begs to be turned like, into a vampire. Because yeah. like I read vampire books and I know you're a vampire, so make me a vampire. In one of them. So then Krebsley like pricks his finger and says he has bad blood. But and that pisses him off. It's never really explained. Like later we find no. out Darren has good blood. But I don't like they never. I don't know what it actually means or how it works. Yeah, if it's even. And I don't know how like you can tell. I'm almost certain they like. I'm almost certain they like explain it in the books, and I'm pretty sure like they would have expected to have more time to go into backstory once they get to the vampire mountain aspect of the the series plots. But they never got more than one movie. Exactly. So. A lot of little plot points fall through because of that. And again, I don't really mind it all that much because like, it makes the world and the lore feel more real. But some of the things they really should have on first introduction explained. Right. So then... um... So Steve leaves. He's upset. Darren finds a false back to the closet he's in, and it's just like a tunnel. It starts, so he like so he starts just... running out. They're like chasing after him. Mister Tiny is waiting in his hearse outside. Is it a hearse? It looks like one to me, like a little one. Huh? What a dude! This is wholly committed to the aesthetic of um, whatever the fuck anyways, his aesthetic like... is. Waiting there with the like Vampanese leader. Mm-hmm. Um, Vamp- he, who is wholly creepy to Darren. They tell him to get in and they give him a ride home, basically. Spike's already in the trunk. <laughs> and but, the entire uh, time they're just trying to. Just being real creepy to him. Mr. Tiny takes one of his hairs, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Um, He's like, oh, you know. That's just a thing I do. And you, so, you're, you're going to have to deal I with it. I'll put this note in later, but I'll bring it up now. As that is that there was a moment where Mr. Tiny was like on screen and talking, and I just blacked out and wrote Mr. Tiny Dark Uncle Fester. Because <laughs> <laughs> he looks like Uncle Fester from the Adams Family. Which, like, I have no basis to refute. I've never seen the Adams Family. So. <laughs> <laughs> but that was like Tiny. god coming down it was literally like i have no recollection of writing that but there it was <laughs> um so then they dropped aaron off he has the spider still he brings it to school with them the next day which like why yeah, it's not Darren's. Darren, why would you do that? <laughs> but then there's also that fun, like teen action movie, where they're chasing something in a crowded hallway because it's school. Yeah, and that's the what kids do. They just yeah, because they heard the bell and like Steve got scared and dropped Darren's backpack. Madam Octa escaped. Wild how long it takes for someone to notice like a fucking bright blue tarantula yeah it's a big spider it is the size of a hand then and like there are many many children in that school who are just like i'm walking i don't notice anything Not a fluorescent spider. including the spider and then steve gets bit by the spider and is in the hospital because it's extremely venomous I would have liked more explanation for Madame Octa as a character, really. Because <laughs> I know, again, this is established in the books, and the movie was kind of trying to lead you into assuming this, but like, vampires just have like an intrinsic like attraction to spiders. <laughs> oh, and see, I did not know that. Yeah, like, it's a thing. Like, they're like, oh, I love spiders. And it's so, like, they're trying to hint that, but it really doesn't translate well because really the only character that we know who is like I 
genuinely enjoy spiders. I think they're cool and I love them and I want them as a pet is Darren. And then it just seems like a coincidence that Krepsley has a spider. Yeah. I was going to say Krepsley like seems to just have this spider, not that he like likes spiders. Yeah. He doesn't cuz like again so yeah. It's kind of in the books like it's a familiar kind of relationship. Okay. Or like a very very like adored family dog kind of thing. Okay. Yeah, and that's not explained at all in the movie. It's not. Um so like the Steve's inherent like willingness to kill spiders as seen by a uh, smaller spider early on and Madame Octa I guess was another through line of why he was just not going to be a vampire. Is meant to be Vampanese and not a vampire. Yeah. Um, Like, further flashing out. Very weird. Um, So then, yeah. Darren goes back to Crapsley to both, like, apologize for taking the spider, but also to demand the antidote. And now Crapsley is... Rightfully pissed rightfully off. Rightfully very pissed off. He's like, you stole my fucking spider. This is my livelihood, basically, because that's his act in the show. Yeah. He just dances around with a spider. And then... So what else is he going to do? R- run fast? Then he makes um, the demand that he'll only give the antidote if Darren will become a half-vampire and become his assistant. Darren agrees pretty easily. He like kind of fights it, but then he agrees pretty quickly because he wants to save his boyfriend. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which like I don't wholly understand this desperation because from what Darren has been shown, he has a lot of friends and he doesn't really I don't see a lot of emoting from him, so it doesn't seem like he's that attached to Steve. It just seems like Steve's the only one who's willing to hang out with him pretty regularly. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just... I think it's just... I, I think I that's think just, just the yeah. actor and not the character himself. Yeah. I think the actor just really bad at his job. He can't emote. No. I think Darren is supposed to... Well, obviously, Darren and Steve are supposed to be really, really close. Because the yeah, like ending of the movie hinges on that. But anyways... It, it really did, but yeah. So then they bring the antidote so- to the hospital, and then Darren panics and hits a bunch of buttons... To like summon which okay, so the I had to make a note of this because um a little bit of lower I work in a hospital. <laughs> um, so he, it calls a code blue, which would like the these nurses take like a hot minute to get there. Yeah. Enough for like Enough them for to talk, gel back and forth. Back and forth and Crapsley to leave and that's like that wouldn't if an actual code blue was called that's like a rapid response like that means somebody is about to die if you don't get there immediately because it's like they're going into like respiratory failure Jesus what buttons was he fucking hitting apparently the code blue button the rat like rapid response button <laughs> Jesus Christ Darren Anyway, Crips was annoyed. I do like this scene in that it really, like, it's a good moment for Crepsley's character. It's very funny. Yes. And he's like, because Darren like makes a cross with his fingers. He's like, be gone. I am c- condemning you. This is a holy symbol, which like Darren, if it was, it would have fucking backfired on you real bad. You're um, a fucking half vampire now. he's just like are you he's just sitting there like are you serious like this is what you're doing this is so dumb and like you're like i haven't told you anything about what you're like you're really gonna try to get rid of me and you don't understand what's happening in your body now 
for real. Very funny. I do appreciate that. Then it goes to like Darren's at home. Yeah. And he has this moment where he like almost attacks his sister because he can like sense the blood or whatever. Yeah, and he's he's now like a vampire, so he's going fucking crazy. So then, he's that like, classic vampire scene. This actually bought. This is also one really small scene, but it did bother me. Is that because Crapsley shows up, and he's like, kind of makes fun of him for crying after he almost killed his sister. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, Jesus Christ, let him cry. Yeah, but like he almost killed his sister and his best friend almost died, and that's all been in like a day. <laughs> yeah, but the thing, like, the I thing understand is, it for that character. For that character, he's been alive. This was like a different time. Yeah, but um, I want to kind of like sidestep a little and talk about how much I genuinely enjoy. Like, his relationship with his family? Yeah. I mean, like, it's very white middle class. It's very... Obviously. But they still, like... His dad... Like, he, his parents are, like... Like, he climbs in bed with his parents at one point, And it's, like, okay. And... Yeah. It's very sweet. And, like... We don't get a lot of scenes with his little sister. But, she like, she is named... I believe her name is Annie. Yeah? I think so. So, like, you can... She's quite a bit younger than him. She's like maybe six. Yeah, she's and a lot younger. Yeah, he's at least sixteen. They so, seem to be close, and it's just yeah, they seem to be close, and like you can tell, he genuinely adores her. It's just really sweet. I really enjoyed that. So, like the little bits that we got before that, and then him almost attacking her, and then seeing him like have to leave them, and him. Which, She's like asleep, and he kisses her on the cheek, which we and tucks her in. Talk about the faking his death because it's so funny. It's very. I really love it. Yes. That's one of the scenes where like the pacing really works for him. Krebsley and Darren are like sitting on the roof talking about how he can't stay there because he's a half vampire and it's too dangerous and blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. Um. And then Crypsley gives him like, like fucking gives him this thing to Novocaine? coma. And then snaps his neck and rolls him off the roof. And then he just sits there. Like we get like a couple like a couple seconds of him just sitting there like, well It's so funny. Um so then we have we don't the brief the it, funeral. The funeral. Um I did not like the choice to have Steve chew gum during the funeral. Like, I know it's an excuse for Mr. Tiny to get his DNA. Yeah, it was weird. And then it's like someone would have yelled at him for that. A little bit because he starts like yelling and like having a mm-hmm. breakdown. And it's like for because he realizes like he sees the scars on Darren's scars fingers from when realizes that he's like not actually dead and is a vampire. a vampire. Yeah. But it's also and the family is like looking at him weird and stuff, but it's also like this is his best friend, so it's not that weird for him to be losing his yeah. shit at the funeral. Especially with like how it's pre established that Darren's really the only thing he has. He's like Steve's only friend. Like he hate he doesn't have a dad. He hates his mom. So it's like, like his teachers hate him. It was the one thing where I was like, like I like Darren's relationship with his family, but I hate how Darren's family approaches Steve. Yeah, it's and like even considering that it's like imply that they've been friends for a long while. They should so like, presumably even about him and yeah. I don't so, like, it doesn't seem that like it seems like they should have known him before like his entire family just fell apart and instead of be like hating him they would especially like, with, 
Yeah. They should treat him a lot better. Yeah. Than how they treat him. It's kind of ridiculous. It's extremely ridiculous, actually. Yeah, it doesn't it just doesn't even make sense. It doesn't. And I don't know if this is a book carryover. Scene about them would imply to me that they'd be the kind of people who like Exactly. Basically be their adopted son. Yeah, they would like let him stay at their house for like way longer than he should. And just but so like, he doesn't have to go home kind of thing. We don't. But get they that. just don't they hate him for no reason. Like, because they keep calling him a bad influence too. And like, the only thing he does is like skip class and throw rocks at like buildings. Yeah, like whatever. Yeah, like oh god, he's he's a teen boy. <laughs> oh no! But like. With outside the the context of like we're definitely watching him start to hate Darren and like him leaning more towards like uh, being evil, it was a sh- a really sad scene for this movie <laughs> of this boy just like losing it, especially since like he shakes Darren's body and he's like, "Wake up! I know, I know you're still in there." Right. Like that should have. That should have like been more impactful. Yeah. Uh, I think that's the issue is like they don't go far enough in like the what they don't the actual characters would actually mean. Like it's all very surface level writing. Which but nobody else Definitely some of that mm-hmm. is like they were expecting sequels to have more time. Mm-hmm. delve into things they were expecting sequels so much that they forgot to make this movie good enough to warrant a sequel exactly which is a like, little heartbreaking because can you imagine briefly I just want to like this movie mm-hmm. this is the audience score which is always the higher on Rotten Tomatoes usually mm-hmm. 42% Wow. 38. This movie, this is like just, I just wanted to give a little bit of a frame of reference for how bad this movie is. Wow. Which I, I would I give think... it a higher score than that. I like, I had a good time. Still. Yeah. I loved but this I movie. Obviously. Expert or anything. No. Again, that's... so we have the whole funeral thing. Then we get to the Cirque. Um, yeah, and I again, I wish they spent more time on the Cirque too. I do too, but I did like I think the scenes with the Cirque were genuinely the most enjoyable scenes to me. Oh, yeah, I loved the little like, which is a shame because that's the like, point of the movie, they're not like the main plot, yeah, they're more enjoyable. But they should, but it's really you go into it expecting that that's like not the main plot. But it is like the main setting, right? And we still don't, and we don't get that much of it. Yeah, like I again, I had wholly, I had seen this movie so many times, but I'd wholly forgotten everything that happens in it. Mm-hmm. I this watch through, I came ex- in expecting at least like one scene where Darren is, they're like attempting to integrate him into the performances, or like even like because it was pre-established, like within the movie, it was. They're like, he can stay here at the Cirque, but we're not making him a member. So, like, I was expecting a scene or two of, like, the circus performing and him, like, on the sidelines, like, maybe cleaning up or something. Oh, actually. Like, helping set up. Before we get to the Cirque, actually, we have, first we have Mr. Tiny and the Vampanese guy approaching Steve. Oh, yeah. And, like, you have a great destiny, blah, blah, blah. It's really obvious that Steve is going to be evil and vampanese. Like, mm-hmm. um, it's just I also weird. Just the vampanese guy, I think his, his name was Murlog, but he was like oh. so unintentionally funny. Yeah, because he's just. I think he has a really out. bad accent. Yeah, yeah, he was having such a fun and time. Like, he loved being this character. And then we get. The- <laughs> Like 
I like graveyard I, fight scene with him and crap yeah and throw crapsley throwing a tombstone like a frisbee <laughs> so fucking funny it's so good that was a really fun like kind of cartoony fight scene and that's Loved the it. tone that i felt like the rest of the movie fight. needed like which is like having hog wild fun with vampire strength and just using like tombstones as like like this is like no, it really reminded me of like it's like when you're in middle school and you have like a thick textbook and you're just fucking whapping each it also just reminded me of like early 2000s shonen anime fight scenes oh god yeah the Naruto level energies are off the charts. Yeah, where it's just like ridiculous. It's, yeah. I loved it. I wish, I wish it like kind of. I wish it was a little less self aware. Yeah, it wasn't really. The entire movie wasn't sure what the tone was supposed to be throughout the entire thing. There's a lot of tonal issues with this movie. They were trying to play it off as like really serious at times but then really funny then, like, at other times and yeah it was weird it didn't really mesh well like some of the scenes that just like stick wholly to that one their one tone are so good yeah, like the scene actually... that scene and then the scene on the like with Darren and Steve on the roof where I was just hit with like this could be like a super melancholy like young love story well and then i also so then they get to the cirque um love snake boy love evra yeah um i actually love pretty much all of the like freaks um yeah i had this is not a lot of them where i actually one of my favorite scenes because it plays strictly to the comedy and that's where, like, the girl who can regrow body parts, like, feeds that guy her finger. Mm-hmm. And the girl with the very strong teeth. And then Gerda's trying to just give, like, the one guy whipped cream from her finger. And he's like, what's the point? And she runs away crying. <laughs> and Darren goes after her. And he's like, and she's like, I'm not big enough of a freak. And he goes, Gerda, you're a huge freak. And then she kisses him and then slaps him and is like, you're not my type. It's so good. It's so funny. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, again, I I think the movie would have benefited from spending a lot more time with the freaks. Because shit like that is so good. You kind of can't have... The freaks and this vampire war in the same movie. Yeah, exactly. And like, totally different. I think. I, I think the um, thought process here was we're gonna have at least another movie to explore the circ. Yeah, and we didn't for obvious. Reasons. Yeah. Because um, with the intention of like a cinematic universe was that the through-line plot was going to be leading up to this big war. So they weren't going to put a lot of, like, writing and screen time for the circus. Yeah. Which is so... That's the title. It's the title. Like, you have to... Yeah. People are expecting, like, the circus movie, and you're we're getting, like, a vampire <laughs> Harry Potter. Yep. And then we get... I talked about Darren's, like, absolute refusal to drink blood and how it's ridiculous... Yeah, it is. Like, but whatever. Because um, then while he's getting like his vampire training, Krepsley is like the entire fucking time. Like any scene with Krepsley where you're talking about being a vampire and Darren is there, it is clear that Krepsley is like, I do not hurt people. Yeah, and that I've created this whole method of feeding not to hurt people. Drink blood. It's, it's so clear the entire fucking time. They also never explain 
or if they did explain it, I totally missed it. But what is the difference between a vampire and a half vampire? Oh, no, they don't explain it. it I guess was just that just he like... can go out in the day. Yeah. That seems to be the only difference That's between it. the two of them. Yep. Whatever. It was very weird. Um, the... I don't remember if a half vampire was a thing in the books either, or if it was just a movie thing. And that's why there is no information. It's just weird. It is weird. And it's never explained, and it seems unnecessary. He's... It does. But whatever. Like, just make him a vampire. So then we get... <laughs> the. This is where my notes start to kind of fall off as we get towards the mm-hmm. end here. But so we get the... The Vampanese, like invade the Cirque and there's this where it's like a little bit serious but mostly hilarious with the freaks fighting the Vampanese yeah again I love it and then like Wolfman goes feral I wish we had I wish we had more Wolfman but Wolfman looked awful Wolfman was a baboon just like straight up he was just a fucking baboon with big teeth. Yeah. With, like, canines. Um, I think that's one area where, like, this film would have benefited from, like, modern CGI is Wolfman. Yeah, the Wolfman would have been a lot better. But other than that, it's just... <sighs> so we get this scene, Wolfman, is... and then the other freaks are going to help fight, but then the Vampanese get, like, called off. Yeah, Mr. Tall comes and he's like, what the fuck? Yeah, because Mr. Tall's like, um, this is a neutral space. Get the fuck out. Yeah. He's like, we're not involved in your dumbass vampire fights. Do not come into my home Um, and endanger the people within my employ. Then this is is where I started to get, because this is where we pretty much leave the circuit at this point Mm -hmm. and get more into the vampire stuff towards the end of the movie. And this is where like one of my notes here is literally like how is there still 20 minutes left because the pacing no. is just not good in this part of the movie it all feels so fast I honestly god don't know what happened like um, when the vampires raid the camp they kidnap monkey Rebecca yeah, yeah. Rebecca and then like what the fuck does Dar- like Darren runs off Right, and then they also kidnapped like, Darren's family. Yeah. So then he goes to meet them where the Cirque had their show in his hometown. Mm-hmm. Because he thinks, like, <sighs> because he refused to drink any blood at all up until this point, we have gotten a couple scenes where, like, he's not even capable of, like, the most minuscule vampire power. Yeah, so he has to, like, hitchhike there. <laughs> Which is a fun scene. I really liked it. Yeah, and then... So then he gets there. He gets his ass handed to him by Steve. Because Steve has been drinking blood. and Yeah. So then Rebecca... A little side note here. Just takes some of my... Merlot was... Merlot was such a better teacher than Krebsley. Yeah, he was. Like, he was teaching him the bad shit, but he's, he's like... Well, he actually taught him. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, Rebecca, uh, to up until this point, who I can only assume is the reasoning of like lack of budget, her tail has not been seen. I don't think... Is it even seen at this point? Oh, yeah. I, I don't She's remember. Like, her, her and his family are both tied up and hanging from like the rafters of the theater. Yeah. And in a very Batman... Um, which is the one with the Riddler? Um... Batman and Forever, I think. Anyways. Yeah, in a a very Batman Forever scene, they're like, you have to choose between saving the woman you love and Robin. And they're both tied up, and if you pick one, the other will something. I don't know what the plan was. I watched this movie. (laughs) I'm not the one who fell asleep during it. Yeah, exactly. And I still don't know what the fucking, the plotting of this was. It doesn't even matter. 
It doesn't. But, but so um, she like she pulls a robin and her tail comes out and somehow her tail is able to untie knots. It's, it's a prehensile tail, I guess. With like a thumb for tying yeah. things. Anyway. I, I guess. So she's able to climb up the rope and escape. Nobody notices? Yeah, but then she like gives so, yeah. some of her blood. She runs to his fucking prone body and she's like, please drink from me, but don't kill me. And he's like, okay. And like, she's, it's, it's like she like repeatedly assures him that it's like it won't hurt her and that she's like consenting to him drinking her blood it's like a very odd scene it is there's like no reason for it no ex- but then again like that's it's way too drawn out drinks the blood and then he has his powers so then they fight some more um yeah, because Krepsley got his ass handed to him. So yeah. he has to go save Krepsley now. Then they fight some more. And then basically, Mr. Tiny is just like, all right, everybody stop fighting. The war's going to begin soon. I've done enough to start a war. Yeah, now. because... Um, That's like, his end goal for some reason. Merla got killed, which is where we find out that the weird little gremlin things are Vampanese that got killed. Yeah. Mr. Tiny has some weird shrunken head magic. Yeah, very weird. No explanation either. No. Um, it's just, it's, that's just how it is. Um, that's just how it is. And you're not going to question To get it. this war started, let's go. So then, like, Mr. Tiny and Steve leave, and, like, then... Krebs hypnotism and- stuff to like make Darren's family forget him again. Yeah. And like it's a really sad like it is. couple lines of dialogue where he's because like, it's like the memories are erased, but the emotions aren't, so they're gonna still feel that you're alive out there somewhere. Yeah. And Darren's and it- like, Well that's good, isn't it? And like Krebs is like, uh, if you want it to be or whatever. And like it's very sad. Can you imagine? Yeah, no, it's it's, it's really like, sad. It's another look into like how very naive and selfish Darren is. And that's like something I really wish would have been played up more. Yeah. But then that's like I mean, then he is officially a member of the Cirque. Yeah, and, and then it. And then the the next, they vote on him becoming an official member of the Cirque, and then the next fucking scene, him and Krepsley are, like, hanging out, and they're like, you know, we have to leave the Cirque right now, immediately. <laughs> so, like, what was the point? Yeah, it's just... I don't it's, it's just, the like, point? the end. And it, it just ends like that. It's And at some some point along the way, it's Madame Octa is back. There was no no explanation scene showing, but yeah, she's no. there. She's there, and they have her, and um, they're happy. Can we? I want to. I want to talk about how sad it is for Selma Hayek to be in this movie and having to like kiss John C. Riley. Yeah, sucks for her. She keeps getting these like awful, awful roles, like. Like her role in Grown Ups, too. She has to like be married to Adam Sandler and pretend she's in love with Adam Sandler and fight Adam Sandler. For two That's whole Grown Ups movies. For two whole Grown Ups movies. It's I very sad because like, Salma Hayek is weird. Where it's like she's in a weird space where she's not quite an A list. Mm-hmm. Not like a B list anymore either. So she gets like some really good like award winning roles, but then she also gets stuck in these like shitty movies. Yeah, and it's always just like her character is that she is sexy and she is involved with the not sexy male lead. Yeah. It's like an ego boost. She is a living ego boost, and it's so sad. 
very sad for her. Her character could have been so much more fun too, especially since that she she's not like aware of what she's prophesizing. Right, but they don't really like play into anybody's character, so. No, they don't like. If we spent more time with like Evra too, that because like they're they're bonding. Literally scene. anyone besides Darren. Yeah, because Darren. Because they did not get a really. Yeah, they didn't poorly. They didn't get an actor who can like sell it. <laughs> I think that's yeah. Even if nothing else changed, somebody who was emoting better in the lead role, even they might have got there. Honestly, even if uh, him and Josh Hutcherson switch roles, yeah, just having the main role actually be acted better, they might have got their sequel. Even if nothing else changed. Yeah, because again, it, there wasn't like any big issue besides that. Because I think that plays into the tonal issues really well. It does. Like, it's like I don't know. I, guess. I think it's hand in hand. It's but yeah, it's really just. My final thoughts are like it's obviously not a very good movie. Um, but it was really fun, and it would be a lot better with a different lead actor. Yeah. Sorry to the guy who I, Darren, but you fucked yeah, up. Dude, I looked him up. I looked him up, and they're like, he's been acting since he's 10. This is the biggest, like, yeah. name movie he's been yeah. in. A lot of his other acting credits are, like, as, like Law and Order. Yeah. So, rip to that guy. Like, I'm sorry um, about your career, but... <laughs> Speaking of someone who's never act, um, act better. Yeah, it just, I think that's like a big part of how bad this movie is. There's also like really... terrible pacing. So I would say like yeah. another lead and better pacing slash better balance between the storylines. Yeah. Because. But overall, like, well, this I is... think it's a fun movie. The the thought of like this is a long running like series that is gonna need multiple movies to really encapsulate how good it is was an assumption of a guarantee for at least two or three movies. But you can't you can't go in to you can't go into movies like that unless you're an already established franchise like yeah, like, marvel, like can... marvel or star wars can basically well and even then actually because like they made solo with the assumption that it would get a sequel and it hasn't yet because nobody went to see solo which is frankly a shame is that there's a sequel movie. for solo really yeah. I'm one of the many people who have not seen Solo. It's well there was like no marketing or anything for it. Yeah. But it's like I really enjoyed. It. It's like It's like a space western. Oh. It's fun. Hmm. They really play into like Han Solo being a bastard outlaw, but that's besides the point. <laughs> yeah. We're not talking about solo, uh, um, but the, I guess this is the solo. Yeah, this is. I get, I get it. I personally would have loved for like <coughs> this to, to be a um, a blockbuster franchise, but I did spend a good portion of my youth reading really, really shitty, um, like almost edgy pre-teen vampire books but it's like i would have also liked to see more of this but i also understand why we didn't oh yeah no it's very it's very obvious yeah. how just wholly um unbearable this movie was but i wish it had been better so that we could have gotten more mm-hmm. there's just like 
it could have been really good. There's just like a few very glaring issues with it. Yeah. I.e. the lead is just not good. I, like, I don't want to say unlikable. It's just I didn't dislike a person. It just doesn't emote very well. Yeah, he felt like I was like I was watching. This is like what happens when robots replace jobs and the jobs are humans. <laughs> like the job is to be a believable human, and he just can't because he's like a fucking android. But there's and then the pacing's bad, and the tone is bad, and those are yeah. The pacing and the tone are just issues scene by scene. It's not like it's an overarching thing. It's just some of them. It's like, I think, these are choices that you made. I think the pacing is an overarching issue. Like, given that I fell asleep in the last 20 minutes, that's like, and that's like an exciting, supposed mm-hmm. to be a very exciting part of the movie, but because they spent yeah, like so much time on him just getting there yeah we we just it didn't have to but i guess that's because again they're going off the books it's not the whole movie yeah exactly like it was the whole movie generally flows pretty well but like scene by scene there are choices that they made that i just i don't understand exactly they made some bad choices but they made a lot of bad choices they had all these high-ranking actors in the movie, and like their their star, the protagonist was like Law and Order kid. Yep. Um. It, it felt like it could have been like a really decent movie with everything that we already had, just with a few choices different. Yeah, I agree. Like if they edit it like a little differently if they wrote some things out maybe and if they cast just a little bit better yeah lead boy could have I feel like done a very good Steve because I think his lack of emoting would have worked really well for like this traumatized kid maybe especially in that especially in that line where when Mr. Tiny tells Steve to come with him and Darren's like, no, you can come and join us. And Steve's like, what choice do I have? I have to go look at him. I, like that would have worked I, really well. If I don't think he could have gotten the anger that Steve has in some scenes. I don't know. I don't Remember... know get a chance to see. Yeah, we don't really see Darren angry. But remember that scene where he's like having this weird like moment of clarity of what his life is going to be when his father's yelling at him? Oh, yeah. But that's not like believably angry. I know. Like, But like it's believably emoting. Is it? It was fun. Like, I don't know. It was if funny, they went for more of, like, was funny overall... to me because it was so unbelievable yeah if i'm saying if we went for an overall like stuck with the entire tone being more comedic Mm -hmm. and then had him do that as steve i think it would have worked that's fair but it was it was trying to be like the twilight takes itself very seriously kind of vampires yeah, and, then and it like, does not work. And also be like the kind of movie John T. Riley's in. Wreck it, Ralph aside. <laughs> John T. Riley kind of played the exact same fucking character in Wreck Ralph. Except better, because it's just, that's just an actually good movie. Yeah, made by a studio with money. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Anyways, overall, issues aside, this was a fun movie, and I did enjoy it. Yeah, I, I wouldn't say go out of your way to see Cirque de Freak, but like, but if you just if you got nothing else going on, 
Especially if it's just like if you just want something on just kind of in the background. It's like, a good movie for that. While you play Stardew Valley. Very fun. Uh something you don't have to pay attention to. Yeah. wild that I latched onto this movie as a child. I did too. I was just into vampires. I was just into vampires. <laughs> uh, anyway. Yeah, so that's really it for this episode. Um, you can follow us on Twitter at DumbBingeBinge and Tumblr at DumbBingeBinging.tumblr.com with dashes between each word. Um, the next episode is Jennifer's Body. Which um, we forgot was a movie until we finished recording the last episode where we said it wasn't going to be the next episode. Yes, but we decided not to do Murder Party. We're going to do Jennifer's Body. So be excited for that. Um, we very much are. have another ep- another bonus episode of 1984 out this week. Um, because, yeah, we record them as as we watch them. Those will be coming out consistently. Yes, about every Friday. Um, but again, just like to reiterate, if they're a little late, that's just going to be how it happens. Yeah. We've got, we've got like we have other time commitments and, and stuff. And while this is like very fun, and we are committed to doing this, we can't always have things out on a strict schedule. Mm-hmm. Because bottom line is, this is just something we're doing because we want to. Exactly. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Uh, we'll be making a Patreon soon. Um, yeah, uh, we're going to... It's A lot of work's going to have to go into that. Yeah, there's but... going to be some work that needs to go into it, but we'll get one up. I think for now, it'll probably be a relatively low subscription fee. Mm-hmm. Maybe it won't get much extra. It'll be like you can get the podcast a day earlier. Something of that sort. Yeah. Again, some working has to be done. Yeah, exactly. But you can look forward to that. Look for our bonus episodes. Um, and then the next episode will be Jennifer's body. And that's the start of our Halloween month. Um, which which is very exciting. For. We have a lot of fun stuff planned. We love the spoopy movies. <laughs> um otherwise I think that's it. Thanks for listening. This has been Dumb Bitch Bidging. Um We are signing off. <laughs> I forgot I forgot our outro. <laughs> Have a nice day. Happy binging. Happy binging. Mm-hmm.